person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. Look at that. He's upside down so his visor, son. Imagine all the Mr. Bills that didn't have a harness. <laughs> all the people that have fallen. Yeah. It's my boy Blake. That's Block A, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now I want to see this shit. Sick. Fuck out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to the Wazzy Circus Radio. The show where I sit down with the most badass motherfuckers y'all have ever even thought about meeting in your life, son. Hey, today's Toast of Life is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Super smooth, number seven. I would be reading the bottle, but I don't have the bottle. Let me see the bottle. All right. Y'all know it, but it is delicioso. Uh, here at the Jack Daniel Distillery, we're proud to honor the independence and integrity of the man who established our distillery at the Cave Spring Hollow. True to Mr. Jack's whiskey, of stealing it from the other dude and distilling it. What was it? What's the guy? Who's the real guy? There's another whiskey out. The slave he stole it from? Yeah. Black History Month, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nestor or some shit. Yeah, there's a whiskey. See if you can look it up. The guy who taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey is some black guy. Yeah, it, was okay. a, it was a slave, right? And then no, Jack I just Daniels like the pot big, twist is all I'm getting then, at. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Yo. All right. Shout out to the Patreon Patriots, newest Patreon, Charlie, one of the oldest Patreons, Jeff Gowie, all you guys in the middle. You're making shit happen. Uh, WazzyCircus.com is up. Check out Flight Nights. Trips coming up. Suits. Jerseys. We got the hot jerseys. This jersey's fresh, son. I appreciate it, man. All right, here we go. Yo, today's show is important, man. All right, you remember your first jump? Uh, a lot of you guys went AFF and shit, and you had people pointing at you and fucking with you. I learned IED. I had to crawl out on the wing, let go, and fly my parachute. And that's all I did for like 10 jumps. So that's all I thought about. I wasn't up at night thinking about my legs or anything. I was thinking about flares and coming in hot. Like Andy Beck, one of my instructors, right? And Jack Miller and Jack Reeves just coming and swooping. And I'm under these big old 280 Skymasters. All I can think about was parachute. And I think a lot of the great swoopers came from IED. I believe Kurt Bartholomew, Kurt Bartholomew was an IED student. Maybe Nick Batch also. Uh, it's just all we obsessed about was parachutes. And I still obsess about parachutes. All the way back from Roger Nelson through uh, Rickster Powell, you know? And now the PD team, and then the fluid wings guys, and the Icarus canopies. It never ends. The layers are out there. I thought it was over. And now there's more cutting edge shit coming out. Crew has always been terrifying to me, right? And they do those under big, big, giant parachutes. My guest today has innovated the sport, man. He's modernized crew. Oh, I wish I had my notes up. I, just, I was <laughs> excited about this. 4,000 jumps, seven years in the sport, you know, T.I., A.F.F., Rigger, he, he's in the game. He knows what's going on. I think he shot video for a while, if I'm not right. Yeah. Right? 
This is the father of mixed vertical piloting. I'm the co-creator. Co-creator. You're not the father? Well, it's me and my boy, Zach Spaduti. Who, you... Whose idea was it? Uh, it was my idea. Yeah, you're the fucking father. Zach's like the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Silky Johnson, what up, buddy? It would have never been possible without somebody crazy enough to sacrifice with me. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't have 100%. tugged around a, 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 a crash test dummy. And uh, it's one thing, if we're going to talk about it, I got to definitely say, like, uh, I needed him for that process. But, right yeah, anyways, we'll just Shout out to rolling. Zach, baby. Shout out to Zach, baby. Yeah, yeah. I knocked you out one time, buddy. Sorry. Still yeah, feel bad no about shit. It. <laughs> you, you were like, I've got it. The system's down. Come on a jump with me. And I wouldn't do it. Well, yeah, we met you later on in, in the R&D where we knew, hey, we got, we got something hot. Yeah, we you guys are doing really cool shit, yeah. I wasn't fucking with you. So, you know. <laughs> shout Nobody out to was. Nobody <laughs> was. Shout out to Zach. We asked the, probably two dozen people to come play with us before we found candidates who would actually train. And, right. And we had it in the bag. It's amazing. Were, were you just daydreaming about Mr. Bills? What was it that led to this? Oh, man. Like, uh, we got time, right? Hold on. Real quick. Explain... To the crowd, what mixed vertical canopy? What is it? Mixed vertical piloting. Mixed vertical mix. MVP. Mixed vertical piloting. That means canopies and skydivers together docked. Yeah, vertically moving. Yeah. Listen, did you hear what I said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it was. I mean, a lot went into this. It's like, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, summarize the story. It's like my whole life. Uh, to build that idea up and to make that happen. The, to even, you know what I'm saying? I had to cut away from life years ago, to, and I've been living out of a suitcase the whole time to even have the skill to want to be here, you know? Right. So um, I would say it was a number of things, but the main thing was is that I was just kind of going through a hard time, uh, and objectively the, the main thing I wanted to do was push myself because I know that parachuting is uh, something that always makes me be a better person and kind of makes me push myself to uh, my uh, to have a better understanding of, of what my reality is around me, right? What do you mean parachuting makes you a better person? Well, what I mean is it's like to climb, right? Unless you have a ton of money, you have to sacrifice, mm -hmm. right? And so not only do you physically and, and, and financially sacrifice, but mentally, right? And you do that, it's like kind of... It's a journey of self-actualization, I would say. Right. By how far you go through into that own process. To cut away and truly reach for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, uh, um, you know, since since the beginning of, of leaving and being like, um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a skydiver. Mm -hmm. To, uh, like my first year, right? Okay, I had worked at a factory for two years. And... I was thinking about being a skydiver. I was doing what factory. A, what were you doing at the factory? I was working at Nissan, building cars, and I was doing a ten-second job where you put metal in the jig and you scan your finger, and it was just one of those jobs where I've you had one of those jobs. where you hate everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. I would write myself notes on my steering wheel and be like, "Hey, you're gonna make it through this. Just like no shit. get you, you know, get yourself a better life." And that was the best I had. How did you get introduced to skydiving? I saw, <laughs> I saw Dreamlines three, 
and uh oh like did <laughs> yeah. you really when uh, wimp, wimp was hot bro before the internet was, was seven evil. years ago no yeah. bro before that bro before well, okay youtube got ads in 2007 right and then everything went sad like after that right we all started doing it to each other but right around that timeline there was websites where you could just stumble and there was never ads and there was like amazing content and that was one of them and then that was like the first thing that ever made me be like wow i could get out of my bubble do something crazy dreamlines three yeah yeah wow so you've been skydiving for seven years so you started what year october like late 14 i did f okay i started in 05. it's crazy bro so when yeah when some dreamlines came out I, it was years after i started it was like the new kids thing that was like mm -hmm. the old kids thing yeah. so that just shows like wow yeah you saw dreamlines three and started skydiving i just thought it was like oh well i so i'd watch it every day and then my heart would race, and I'd be day, like, yeah. at least once a day, I'd be like, wow, you know, that's kind of rad. And my life sucked. So <laughs> so how did you translate that into reality, though? Because that's just a wingsuit video. Like, how did you make that? Where were you at? What city were you in? So I actually have a friend um, that I knew from selling Cutco cutlery as when we were kids, right, mm -hmm. out of high school. And I call him up, and I'm like, yo let's book one right and he ends up doing it all because i was like way too lazy to right. coordinate all that back then and uh we got had to drive out a few times and he persistently did it and to, it happened to where to waverly tennessee waverly tennessee yeah and what was your buddy's name uh bo stevens bo stevens okay so check it out we we get going on in life and a few years pass by and he decides to be a ski instructor and I, that was the first time anybody in my life had done anything that was out of the norm mm -hmm. and i was like dude right if this guy can go be an instructor you know i was thinking like i could go do something and get my life figured out on the side right <clears throat> and that was um how i formed a plan of like okay well the only thing that i know was cool is that when i went to skydive everybody was making money they were traveling and they seemed like they were having fun it was like no nobody else is doing that anywhere anywhere around. else on earth uh -uh. That, not that we can see. Not that, uh, yeah, in my life, right. in my experience. Right, right. Most people's experience. So, yeah, I just decided, okay, well, I'll huck some cash at it and see what happens. And I saved up like 12 grand and then out of nowhere went to Lodi, right? I, I planned this How huge. How the fuck did you get to Lodi from Tennessee, dude? <laughs> so I planned this That's a huge, huge leap. <laughs> yeah, I planned this, this trip where uh, I was going to visit every drop zone from the, the east to the west. You've already done your AFF? I just was like in the process of finishing it. And you're like, I'm going big. Yeah, I wanted to go just do, have a life. I was like, I'm sick of this, you know? It's Back time, to, it's yeah, time to, it's to time. blow. I'm I done. wanna do something. And so I call up every drop zone, like I call up like 50 plus drop zones. And then I get all the way to California and they're like, hey, you're stupid, you should just go to Lodi. I was like, oh. I call up Bill and I was like, hey dude, um, how, what's it like out there? And he's like, oh, we're open every day, come on out. And yep. I, he super short me. <laughs> Before I knew what I was getting into, right? <laughs> and everybody told me in my friend circle, even my family, except for one friend, that I'd fail. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to give them the satisfaction. And I left thinking, like, oh. Wait, go. wait, say that again? They told me that. I told all my friends, hey, I'm going to be a skydiver. Right. For real. I'm going to do it. And they're like. You're gonna fail, man. You're gonna blow all that money. Oh, you ain't no. got no money to be blowing like that, bro. All that, all that Chasing stuff. Chasing a dream. Yeah. Anyways, we are still young, right? They never seen it. It was my first time seeing it early. Right, so. right, right. Um. Anyways, so with that in mind, I figured, oh well, 
I'd rather go to Vegas and be a stripper if I lost all my money and get it up again and go do it over and over until mm. I was for real. Right. And then give him that call and tell him I'm a loser. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, 700 jumps my first year, bro. I was on load one. I had a 100-day streak of load one. And Lodi. Yeah, and Lodi. You're paying, what, $15 a jump? 15 Okay. It's over now, but let's talk about it. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. Let's talk about five dollars. Five dollar hop and pops at seven. I did uh, seventeen jumps in a day. I spent one hundred and thirty five dollars once. Say it again for the church. Seventeen one seven. I packed them all myself. First nine were hops and beat the plane down. Packed it, had it in the tray right on the land. I did. I did eighteen, sixteen pop and pops in a day. Spent under hundred bucks. Mm. Under hundred, it was over two days. I was just fucking around over two days. Just I didn't spend, I didn't have any money, and I didn't have to spend any money. Hey, one thing I want to say while we're just talking bullshit, and we're definitely on the subject of Lodi. Most people don't know what it is and have never been there. Uh, just hear that it's dangerous because that's what like somebody with money is pushing on the media and like pushing yeah. some type of digital thing about him. But to be real, that guy kept his prices lower than anyone in the industry from the 80s all the way into the mid 2000s and made more tandem instructors than anybody that mm, uh, on the yeah on the whole game. So created uh, more video more professional videographers. The most badass people in the sport, honestly, a ton of them came out. out of that spot because it was the most successful. Cheers mm. to you, buddy. Bill Doss. Cheers to Bill Doss, man. Mm-hmm. Lodi man. sequentials changed my fucking life mm. as a skydiver. Yeah. Beautiful. Talk about obsession. Beautiful. Dude, I knew everything Fiala and them were doing. I knew every video. Holy shit. And the more you get into it, the more you see all the archive TJ stuff. Langren. Yeah. TJ Langren came out of Lodi. Mm-hmm. And his dad. Ian Jensen, too. Yep. Holy a shit. Katie Hansen. Yep. All that, um, the original XRW crew shit. Those motherfuckers were pushing it out of Lodi because it was affordable. Yeah. You know, um, dude, it was $100 tandems. No reservations. (laughs) (laughs) He would fire tandems. Yeah, dude, he fired me. He fired me when I was packing on the wrong floor. He fired, it wasn't even working there. uh, The tandems would line around the door. I mean, he had $100 tandems. They'd be lined out to the fucking parking lot. Yeah. It was nonstop. But he only paid his TIs $20, bro. Um, I mean,. It was no hand cam. It was all outside video. Yeah. Well, I mean, who cares? It gave hey, it gave all the yahoos in the world a shot. If you wanted a shot at becoming a skydiver, a professional skydiver, he gave you a shot. Yeah, it was beautiful, honestly. It was the most Willy Wonka thing that's ever existed. And I then think that, he gave people opportunities. That lady kind of slipped out of the harness. Oh, well, shoot. You know, there's a lot of <sighs> animals that go through there, too. You got to think, if you have higher volume, you're going to have more, the highest the volume. Highest volume. The at, highest he volume. had peaks, right? So, of course, he's going to have more incidents than yeah. somebody who's running a, a And they're order. putting out students by the hundreds. So, yes, yeah, sometimes people fly over into the fucking grapevines or the... Yeah, the wineries. Yeah. And I don't want to r- run circles around this too long, but if you really do think about it, right, all that media campaign about screw him and and he's dangerous. If you look at uh, the history of all the incident reports, it's like, well, he wasn't on those jumps, and on almost all of them, he had nothing to do with even being like. The only thing he did was offer a plane. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and like back, man, shit happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Shit happens at all drop zones. Shit happens. You it look up, happen. shit has happened, and you got to deal with it, and either you're ready or you're not. And yeah. it, You know. Yeah. Anyway, but, so you end up in Lodi. You do how many your first year? 708. Damn it, Silky. That's a lot of skydiving. Buddy. <laughs> it was so good. I worked a second-time <laughs> job. I worked a night job. I didn't have a personal life. And then at, at 
I'd make $100, wake up in the morning, and blow it right on jumps while I was waiting for camera jumps. Yeah. Just getting the number. Getting the numbers. Yeah. And then um, where'd you go after Lodi? Uh, Chattanooga, I did my first th- thousand tandems. Uh, okay, out of what plane? Out of a pack 750. Oh, that's easy. It was easy peasy, dude. That's beautiful. And uh, it just started happening really fast after that. Like I went yeah. to- You're valuable, man. I went to Australia, I went to, um, worked a lot of like, I think I did in total at least 20 states and nine countries of traveling and and or work jumping. Really? Yeah. List and, off some countries just for the fuck of it. Okay. Um, Australia, New Zealand, Dubai, Thailand, Cambodia, and the Philippines. Uh, I drank a lot in Mexico, but we never jumped there. I jump and drink in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really seen it other than the casinos. <laughs> oh, I've seen it from above. It's beautiful. That's, That's cool. one of my favorite places on the planet, man. I hear that. I love I hear Mexico, that. dude. I want to get a little more culture. Cambodia. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I'm going to tell you a real bullshit-ass story, honestly. I'm going to tell you. I tried to open a drop zone there because your boy is always like trying to Well, open... the dime. I got... Dude, we're, we're kindred fucking get over here. So... <laughs> That is how I felt when I met you. I was like, uh, we're the same. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, Cambodia. That was different. I thought, um, so I'd done a lot of research, and I wanted to open a drop zone, and at that time I realized, bro, bro, there's 11 drop zones in the continent, right? So it's like, okay, everybody wants wants it, and there's no way to get it. And long story short, I tried to meet the king, and I went to the embassy, and then all I had was a bunch of people with a, uh, AK-47s, like, low and ready, pretty mm-hmm. much near near my feet, just sitting there uh, chatting with me or relaying message over and over until I finally got told to fuck off, you know? So, um, <clears throat> that didn't really work out, but he had the red tape to the... <laughs> <laughs> yo, I went to meet the king, like, yo, let's get out this plane, son. He was like, yo, this motherfucker <laughs> Yeah, I try to tell him, bro. Like, we'll make money, and yeah, you know, yeah, however we yeah. can do this, because it was gonna be, fl- it was gonna be, uh, monsoon, a money, but right. Uh, but yeah, things, a lot of things have changed since then too. But after going through there, it was pretty. I that would have been one of those places where I'm, I'm a little bit of a cowboy, but I would have lived with a gun on my hip, like slept with it. It's out there. It's cool in Thailand. World, right? Well, it's just if. Let's not diverge too much, but in terms of their history, they're still, I think, recovering from the killing fields. Mm-hmm. And so you can see it in their culture that there's more of a... Jumpiness, they're ready. Not jumpiness. It's like they, a lot of their heritage and their culture got fucked up. So they as a people are just, I'm not going to say lost. Like They're not like abos getting pushed in the city, but they're... They don't really have a brotherhood. Like, when you go to Thailand, I partied there, and every bar I went to, I had Thai dudes putting their arms around me, and every time I drink, we get loaded for it. It'd be like, party with me all night. Like, it was like a movie. You right. know what I'm saying? Thailand, I heard Atlanta Smiles. I heard it's the best thing ever. I Dave couldn't Jod, believe it, bro. Jeff Gow. buy some property there. That's where we got to get some property. I know, in man. Thailand, huh? <laughs> we're thinking Costa Rica, though. Thailand. It's, the, it's the equator, bro. They have um, what, like two rainy months, and then go to Thailand. Why is it so? They never have frost. You can't jump though, can you? Yeah, there is a uh, Phuket, and yeah. um, they used to be freefall Thailand. Oh no, no, no! Not you can jump. There's a there's a wind tunnel there, but it's hard to get in. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, so my trips always include wind tunnel time and a skydive if we can, and there's a tunnel there. It's just hard to get in. So 
What's, what what happened in Thailand? Were you working out there? Oh God, dude, it's like there's so many. Um, no, actually, what it was is I worked with a dude in Australia, and we became super tight. Right, we're like the brother I never have. Right, um, and. Then he became lead over in Thailand at a drop zone out there and told me, bro, we're making surgeons pay in terms of their money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like to the point where the police salute me when I drive my super bike around. Shit. And I was like, I've never heard of Tandem's doing that. You know, like, right. let's go. And let's so I got go. out there and dude, wouldn't wouldn't have been like two days after my plane landed that the drop zone shut down because uh, non-Thais can't own stuff, right? And so it was a Thai businesswoman working with a British man with a plane, and mommy and daddy got in a fight, didn't have bylaws, is what I understand, to dictate what happens with the money, and then just kind of cut each other's throat. Mm. And there was a lot of money being made, bro. So it was like, honestly, if they could have figured out a better solution, a lot of people kind of went hungry for it. And I just ended up living in Thailand for months, and it was cool. I like I learned how to drive a motorcycle there and there's no rules so you can drive in the left lane as fast as you want and as aggressive as you want do anything I mean you just as long as you don't hit Thai people sounds <laughs> like Jamaica son it's cool it's cool huh would you live you live there uh, yeah that's the spot I could barely speak a little I don't wouldn't do it on podcast though <laughs> <laughs> all right uh New Zealand which DZ were you at I only did a tour so I only did like a month long tour where I was just trying to see the whole country mm-hmm. side so i flew to south island uh tre- trekked all the way up to the um the tip of the south island we ferried over and then i went all made it all the way to auckland i didn't see the glowworm cave i'm upset right <laughs> there's one cave in the world that's got glowworms bro i want to see that like real glowworms yeah oh, shit about that yeah can, yeah. You, look, can you google that shit <laughs> don't worry about it no i want to see the fucking glowworm yo it is crazy <laughs> it's like one of those you know, just one of those things in life that... So, you're on your journey, you get your TI, you got your AFF. Where'd you get your AFF ready? Uh, so, when I got to chat, right, I started doing work, and I met a guy named Wizard, who mm-hmm. is a computer wizard. That's how he got his nickname. He's a really cool dude, multi-rated examiner and a rigger. Mm-hmm. He ended up uh, hooking me up with a rigger's ticket and a AFFI, just for working there, being around him, and took me under his wing. Really did well for me. Nice. And, uh, it takes that, man. It takes a guy to do that for you. Yeah, he just took care of me, honestly. I had uh, quite a few people, um, quite a quite a few good mentors that without him I wouldn't be anywhere, honestly. Right. And, um, yeah, I got, so I got all the tickets, and there's a certain point where I, I don't know, I wanted to make this big transition of, like, okay, I want to be a competitor. I don't want to be just a work jumper. You work outdoors so long, there's a point whenever so you're... Is that the glowworm doggy? Yeah, yeah. Those are the worms? Yeah, it, so it's a cave that you, like, kayak through, and uh, the whole cave, like, is alive and glowing from this, you know, little wormy dude. That's fucking nuts. All right, cool. So you want to compete. Yeah, yeah you want to yeah. compete. Yeah, anyway, so I was, like, really grinding my teeth about it in the shower every day, you know? I was just, like trying my best to figure out, project myself into that But this is while you're doing AFF and video and tandems. Yeah. You think you need to take it to the next. See, that's what it takes. Hold on. That's what it takes to get to the next level in anything. Like, even for the human race, it takes one person to fucking cut away, get in a van, and just think it's not good enough. Even though you're standing on top of the world. Like, for me, and it's just my own personal, maybe, I don't know, but... To get any slot was my dream. 
to get I can do anything on the drop zone other than fly the plane, which yeah. fuck, I need to learn. You know what I mean? It'd be cool. Yeah, right. But you got there and you were like, I want to compete. I guess I wanted it too because I went to the tunnel and then I did compete in free free fly and shit. Well, you know, like the original reason you get into skydiving is to rip, right? And you're like trying to just have fun with why. your body. I and don't know why I got into skydiving, dude. Well, for me, I was just like, I'm gonna do whatever and just see what happens. And but there's a point when you realize, like, okay, well, I'm spending money. I better learn something. And you 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 go through your first hundred jumps, and then you stand flying for the first time, and your brain is pouring dopamine, and you're just like, just all right, dude, yeah, <laughs> right. You remember your first stand when you stuck? Sheesh, it? dude, yeah. I remember it so well, dude. Let me let me back you up. I'll, only one, right? Okay. I remember in Lodi, my first night jump, I had to do a solo. Uh, second one, I flew with this dude from Israel. His name was Mickey, mm-hmm. and uh, full moon that night, and we were I was slow sitting. I, it was my first at fly dock. I grabbed his foot, and right behind him was the entire moon, like silhouetting Sick. him. And I'll remember that till the day I die. Yeah, forever. Yeah, it was like vibrant. Dude, I was with my friends, and I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it, and they fell out. And then I stood up to get to them, and I was stable. And they were like, it's Oklahoma, so there's clouds everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was standing above the earth. <laughs> 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 no shit, dude. Like God. <laughs> That's why I, I was like, this is what God does. Yeah, I know, right? He stands in the sky. We all go through that. Yeah, dude. What a fucking feeling. I remember that. I got I to gotta need to bring that up every now and then just for a good dopamine blast. So, but you think about it, though, and it, and when you start learning more and more, there's no more mystery behind the curtain. You know exactly how to go through each position. Yep. And you know, hey, I would slow there. Better I'm lacking. You know what I'm saying? Right. It becomes like that in your mind. And it's not that the it's not fun anymore. It's just that it changes, and then you it realize, goes to level. yeah, like I can only swoop a tandem system so hard. I, I got to a point where I was landing tandem systems twice on rears alone uh, under seven knots, and I realized, hey, this probably isn't the most ethical. Like I'm found a hard wall of like I need more. Oh, dude, you should see me landing tandems. I hooked the shit out of them, arms up. I'd full flare swooper, lean out of the ch- harness, swoop across the ground, and I'd use my weight to flare, my arms straight, stand up every time. Everybody else is crashing in. I'm hooking, <laughs> hooking it. I got a video of me just laid out. Dude's legs are straight, screaming like this. Fucking cheeks are flapping, hauling ass. I love swooping. I me mean, too, I love swooping. You did AFF, right? Yeah. See, yeah, IED. All you did was fly parachutes. Yeah, it was basically retarded when I was starting <clears throat> starting at skydiving. I mean, I, I listened to what they told me, but, like, I could have done any progression and really just been like, wow, just the same, you know? What's your favorite canopy on the fucking planet? If you, dude, we struck it big. Okay. I got, I, I hit the lotto. I'm like, still get what you want, bro. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what would it be? Well, man, there's, there's, like, so much magic in... The HK2 right now, I feel like because fluid, the heading, he went fluid. It, the only reason I'm not biased towards any manufacturers, I, didn't say you I actually really love that they're all competing and they're all pressing the envelope and trying to, you know, better better the sport. Mm-hmm. But right now the headings on fluid are so reliable that with the stuff that I'm doing, I'm practicing, it best suits me. Okay, so you're talking about just openings, not glide, not dive, Oof, well, not man. performance. See, I, f- I do a lot of uh, hyper-relative crew XRW, right? and I'm able to see... Hyper-relative crew XRW. 
I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, what we'll end up doing is like unlinked docks, but like trying to fly. How, can you hold a stabilizer and how long could you hold it while giving zero input to your wing? You know, like can, can we get, can we fly the wings like this close together and never move a whole flow? And you mean vertically? Uh, no, just oh, in XRW. Okay, okay cool, cool. Yeah, cool, like cool. you know, trying to build complex shapes without docks. Hey, XRW and what size wings? Let's be re- let's let them, let let them know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, we need context. I'm, yeah, I'm just rambling now because you yeah, got yeah. me on the sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking HK sixty something, seventy somethings. Oh. XRW, doggy. So it's all becoming. Um, everybody, I feel like if you're not wearing lead after overlighting. Uh, like if you're not wearing lead to four, mm-hmm. everybody's aspiring to get off a of lead and get around three, three on somewhere in like the 64 range. What I'm finding is, is that these 64s have just a little bit more glide for static extra W where we're just cruising Whereas, with, with lead or without lead. Um, 64s with lead. No, no. Whereas we're just at three, three. Oh, good. Okay. okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what's then, safer? Would it be safer to have lead on a bigger parachute or go ahead and downsize to get the wing loading you want? I'm glad you asked, bro, because it's honestly, you can't flow with a ton of lead. I mean, you could. I just put on 30 uh, to get rehearsed for a new move we're trying to unlock. Mm-hmm. And it's not terrible, but there's nothing like... Um, freedom. Free, yeah, the freedom of not having anything on you. Right. Uh, and that was what we based our invention, or uh, Zach and I based our... Uh, inventions around too. Are you selling that thing? We're not selling anything. We're free sourcing it. We're gonna punt the blueprint on. No shit. In a couple days. We'll uh, talk about it in a second. Yeah, yeah. By the time this this podcast is out, you'll be able to look up all uh, the diagrams and everything. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? XRW that you did first, or were you doing crew under these things first? What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Okay, so uh, at Lodi, I met a guy named Kevin Volk, and okay. he is a cosmic cowboy. Um, quite, a, quite a fun guy. Shout out to Kevin motherfucking Volk. Yeah, for real. Uh, he was this, so there were skilled jumpers at Lodi. People were swooping, you know, had small wings. But this dude sh- rolled up with like three or four crew rigs, like lightnings. And was like, hey, y'all want to get down? And nobody would. Even the most experienced people were all scared. And I felt like, dude, like, why is everybody ousting this guy? He just wants to fly. I gave him a shot. It turned out to be a lifelong friend. Uh, he taught me crew. And then not even a couple months later, we went to a big way. And I, I flew in a 25-way diamond. Holy shit. We flew this one uh, formation where we had the people in the center stab brakes to come out. And we made a giant keyhole, and then they flew through it four, four times each for eight total points. They went inside, forward, or back? They, they, they flew canopies through a canopy keyhole. Yeah. Yeah, I got on my Instagram. So they pulled out, went around the whole thing because the stack's going slow, and we're able to go back they through it. They punched through it, go down in front of my canopy, and it would, like, burble me out. And we, then, it's on Instagram? Yeah. Where was it, it called? Um... You know my handles, dank swoops. Dank swoops. It's like, on hey every man, website. that's fucking dope. Where'd you do that, Eloy? Uh, shoot, <laughs> dude, a twenty stack diamond, you guys. Elsinore, I think, something like that. So the no, little crew, I've, little crew, I've done. The boss slammed his canopy into my legs, under my knees. You know, slide down the line, grab my. Dude, I'm. I didn't like that shit at all. He's talking about a 25 stack. So my, and then they break out, they hit brakes, empty the center, 
fly to the outsides, hook it back toward the formation. How much trust does that take? How many people came out? Uh, two. Two stabbed out, and then the two people flew through four times each. But how the fuck? That's they not that big times. of a hole. Yeah, it was pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's not that. That's just their fucking bodies length and vertically nothing. So they had to, they had to stick that shit. Imagine, step out of your shoes for a second. Imagine if you didn't know anything about crew. I begged Redline. I begged all these allegedly super good people, right? But everybody was either on their off season or just couldn't couldn't get work with them, right? Imagine that you had this mentor at all this all these toys, and um, he would just mirror your energy and let you go as far as you wanted to go, right? Mm. And I had no clue when we showed up to our first boogie, like, as friends, like, to go whip some crew down, that everybody wasn't doing parabatic grips and doing down planes at the end of each What's jump. What's a parabatic grip? It's where we would enter, so we would take our legs, and one guy on the top would wrap his legs around, and then the guy from the back would put his legs around the front, right? And then we would make pretty much a way to downplane. So we could assemble this How'd in the sky. How you get to each other? Yeah, so I could do a, a, a crew a dock, dock where I hit somebody's butt with my center cell, right? And then they would slide down it, invert, okay. and we would link our bodies together and side by side. But their canopy is still flying forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, just a, it's a harness twist. I mean, it's just, it's just a little bit of monkeying around, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking facing each other. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what the fuck, dude. I, see, I didn't, I didn't know that oh, wasn't look at normal. That, look, at that, look at that. Hold on, let's go back. They flew that through. That's the keyhole. Yeah. So hit the next on that photo. We don't have super good footy, uh, because we just had some people. Oh, they flew through it. from the back. Thank God. Yeah, but I mean that the canopy they're flying in front of on the bottom is me, and it, I would get like down to three cells and just honk a, a front. And Which one is you? The bottom right, the the yellow with the yellow, blue the black. stripe. Yeah. Where they were frying from. Okay, so I thought they pulled out brakes, flew in front of it, and came through it head to head. No, no. Yeah, it'd be okay. too much That'd complexity. That'd be fucking death. Yeah, but that was dope. It was fucking super dope. Dude. I can't imagine <laughs> that shit, man. Bro, I went to one of those, and I was like, all right, I fly canopies now. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> dude, I want to do that so bad. Um, I didn't know that it wasn't normal to just go crazy ham. So after, actually, on my first crew event, That's I, crazy I scared people, and they didn't want to fly with me because I was too much of a cowboy. I thought, like, oh, this is gangster paradise, baby. Let's go out and throw the fabric. Like, right. And then I learned, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, oh you better it's not. They're very dial controlled. that back yeah, they're, they're all scared fucking too. scared of me now. Well, dude, crew, they'll wrap up those, those fucking gift wraps and shit. Yeah, but I just did 700 jumps in a year. I was like bleeding currency. I was like, that's right. no. That means you're dangerous as fuck. You're one of those fucking first year wonders, bro. You don't know shit. Yeah, I mean, what I you trust got me, air in your ears. If I was here now trying to do crew with him, maybe I'd have a soft spot, but I can see why they felt that way. I mean, yeah. I'm not out of my head like, oh, that was crazy of them. Man, that's fucking cool. Yeah, so that started. And when you get a taste of anything like that, it's like, okay, well, how do you go just do work jumps now only, you know? Yeah, no, it's hard. Like, you want to hit a boogie here and there. You want to do something to yeah. make. What does that happen with me and wingsuit? Put the stoke in the fire. Wingsuit, and I just wanted to wingsuit. I was like, fuck Tannins, man. I just want to wingsuit. This is all pointless. Mm-hmm. Right? Until I realized I couldn't free fly, that I quit wingsuiting. <laughs> so, right. so, so, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll just get to it, man. I'm really doing a long segment of like okay so i got to a point where i want to compete right i'm just gonna do nothing but nothing in my nothing was gonna stop me 
from being a competitor. I wanted to just try my my damnest, right? You keep saying competitor. What free belly, vertical canopy? Uh, I just wanted to rip. I didn't really have a set discipline yet. I wanted to be a, a two way artistic free flyer. Honestly, was my main goal. Sick MF. That's yeah, cool. so I, I went to Summerfest, and I went to my mm -hmm. first one, and I met Azure and a couple other um, – I just started noticing there was these, like, couple – like, married couple artistic uh, teams, and I was like, dude, that's the prettiest thing I've ever, ever seen. seen. <laughs> like in, – in, Oh, dude, beautiful. And, and so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll try my best to have me some of that, right? And so I did this huge mistake of, like, dating these girls that were never, ever going to even skydive and thinking that, like... You could make them into an artistic free flyer? Yeah, something. And it was just, like, this That's dummy... Terrible. Well, here's the thing. When you're an AFF instructor... You think you can teach anybody. You believe yeah. in the best part of people. Yeah. You try to find that, and you try to grab that and, and help them live that life but and you grow can't, with you. But you can't see the rest of their lives, their pre-obligations... Well, it's got to be relative where they're at. Yeah, but, you know, we don't see all that, and you just see what their potential is. Oh, yeah, just hand it to her. You know, so, like, <laughs> I have a problem with that, too. I'm like, yo, I, I push people to their potential, but there's other things going on. They can't give you all that sometimes. Your biggest mistake as an instructor is taking any of that personal and, right. and like, wanting more than where they're at. you got to right. stay relative where right, they're right, at. Right, 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 right. And you got to remember... Your passion is not their, your passion for them and yeah. where they want to be is not their passion for exactly. themselves. Exactly. They may not believe in them like you believe in them because exactly. they can't see it. I believe a good instructor sees for their student what they cannot believe for themselves. They can't see it for themselves and that's what you're guiding them to. Exactly. That's why you're awesome. You can see what they can get to. And if they don't believe in it, though, they just can't reach for it, bro. There's a mental block. You know, so even if those girls wanted to be there, who knows what they were going up against? Yeah, it was foolish of me because <clears throat> I didn't even realize what I was trying to do. <clears throat> and then eventually I um, did meet a, a, a partner and got into a situation where, dude, we were about to buy a house and do over 100 hours of tunnel together. And it all kind of fell apart. Um, uh, you know, so that... Uh, Man, I don't know how to talk about that online I know. without it being weird, huh? Right. Well, no, I mean, it goes far as you want. We'll cut it out later if you want. I'm, I know the story. Well, I mean, it's just uh, I uh, lost a partner, and I got to a point where it was like... She passed. Yeah. So I thought, um, really, my biggest problem, personally, was thinking that I could only live that dream with her. And I got to a point where I thought that the greatest dream that I could have ever lived in my life that I've been building up to for all these years, I could only share with that person. And then it was just obliterated, right? And listen, man, after that happened, you started really pushing the envelope. And I thought you had a death wish, right? Because I was watching. <laughs> yeah. No, no shit, man. Because I was like, I know what you went through. I remember the whole thing with the yeah, whole travel. Crazy. I remember everything back and forth. We're not going to throw anybody on the bus right now, but... It was seven months before I could really honestly Dude, get out of my parents' I, house. I remember when I saw you, you had shaved your head and shit. I saw you at uh, Hardin. I was nuts, bro. And you were like, hey, it's me. I was like, who the you fuck? You didn't even know who I was, I didn't bro. know who you were, bro. I laugh about your that. Your energy wasn't the same. I was all fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't, dude, I didn't know, I didn't recognize you spiritually yeah. at that time. And then I watched you online, and I was like, he's trying to fucking kill himself. Yeah, well, here's what it was, is like, 
I got into this state where it was like, um, let's just say it's super real, all right? So you live in the, – the thing that attracted me to skydiving and the thing that has always come full circle with my engagement with it is that you – most people live this life where they're just dying to get home from work and, like, check out. And to me, that's never been acceptable. I call it paying bills and drinking beer. It's really – in, incredible because you watch time pass and you're just it's it's like the most intense w- um, way to suffer for me it's like a being a victim of life it is it, um, I feel like it passes you by and it, and it really hurt to be in that situation so um, sheesh I'm kind of no. kind of got me fucked up a little I, I know I point. know so 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 my thing with skydiving when I started I was facing some heavy shit yeah so I was at a point where I didn't give a fuck if I died or not. And that, yeah, me too. that's me when too. I caught out in that wing. Because I was like, gives a fuck. At this point, right? Because, I mean, it came out of the blue for me at a bad time. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I don't give a fuck if I die or not. You know? And I was kind of like, oh, I'll do it. That's the only way I got through it. It's the only way I got through But isn't it special when you go into it like that and you realize, like, when you give yourself to this and say, okay, either take my life or, or not, make, or make me the best. That's exactly what happened. And you go into it and it's like, okay, well, you have more than enough. It's honestly a monkey could skydive, like seriously. Yes. And yes. so whenever you get over the emotional hurdles and uh-huh. all the, the journey of doing it, and then you realize like, wow, okay, this is, you know, just a stepping stone. Dude, I went from, I don't give a fuck if I die, here's your chance. To God, please let me live. <laughs> I just want to skydive every day, dude. Please, you know. Yeah, it's what it is, man. So, um, so getting back to that feeling again, like, cause oh, I didn't know you guys were going for the artistic free fly thing. I yeah. knew you guys were doing tunnel. Time. I went to Rayford, bro. We were gonna get a house, and the idea was, uh, dude, I was trying to build a team, anyways, mm-hmm. and I wanted. So the trick was, and it's already cut. They, they stopped doing it. So, like, I can talk about it publicly now. They used to do 10 minutes a day. Okay. Check yeah, out the, the math. Pass, the pass. Yeah. 750 a month equals $9,000 per person a year. Each person can share their 10 minutes. So, four people can make a team and fly 40 minutes a day together of four way VFS and fly that together each day. That would equal 60 hours in a year or 240 total group hours. So, even if I just have 365. 240 group hours of tunnel for $9,000 a head. Hold on. They, that, that 40 minutes a day is seven days a week? Seven days a week. For the pass. Yeah, that was the pass. And it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. That's how motherfuckers. I lost it, yeah. It, I almost had it. dynamic kings. That's what dynamic four-way was fucking cultivated, bro. I Rayford. might have been the gangster of body flight, bro. Who knows? You know? But uh, instead, I'm diabolically into canopies Canopies. Nylon. <laughs> Nylon. You know what New York nylon stands for? Uh, it was a chemical that was only sold in New York and London. Hmm. Nylon. That was the only two places you could get it, and that's where the name came from, and it went from there. You no know shit. what flat packing stand? Uh, the abbreviation for flat packing? What? Fucking lazy ass taking up <laughs> the whole mat. <laughs> <laughs> Old dude taking his time. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Okay. Oh, fuck, man. So... So, yeah. I don't want to call it crackheadish, <laughs> but <laughs> doggy. 
Yeah, that thing. What? Listen. I don't want to go forward. Okay. Do you want to talk about? Hold on, hold on. I want to talk about my my favorite thing you've ever done. Okay. And I know you're pushing the envelope now. People are doing XRW. People are fucking putting their feet in the chest strap on a wingsuiter and grabbing hands and diving and whatever the fuck. This is when I thought you were fucking out of your goddamn mind. Mm. Suicidal, beyond it. I was like, he doesn't give a fucking... Like Tupac hanging out of the car, going out <laughs> the block. Like, fuck y'all, nigga, I fucked your bitch. When you were hanging upside down in your harness, feet on the risers, docked on a wingsuit, and you guys start turning it. That was the, the moment that I feared for my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sheesh. I was like, he doesn't give a fuck beyond he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. What uh, possessed you to go upside down in your fucking harness to grab a wingsuiter under your 60-something crank down? Did you have um trims? No, nah, I didn't need it. We just, just, you just need to know uh, a little bit about the uh, body profile and the, the, the pitch. Uh, Brad was the third to accomplish it, and he got it without actually arching and creating a, uh, a surface for that relative wind to hit, to pitch them more down. So I was really surprised. Oh, so when he went forward, he de-arched to hold them down. Yeah, right? if so you roll your back. put your booty out a little bit, right. then you kind of flatten the canopies, right? And Sweet. that glide is a big deal for them wingsuiters. Right, right, right. So uh, by arching, um, it actually creates a little cup. Uh-huh. And then the, the parasitic drag pitches the wings yeah, down. It slows you down a little bit. And well, then... it makes it to where the wingsuiters can overlap easier. Oh, wow. Is your chest strap super tight so you don't fall out through the shoulders? Like, what are you, what precautions do you take to be upside down like that? I think so, man. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't want to die or nothing. I just figured, like, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, say that again, because you didn't. I didn't want to die. You were pushing innovation. I thought you wanted to die, but you were pushing innovation. Well, what, what it really was, and now that I've kind of gathered my mind from that stupor you had me in with the strength, is that I... Uh, let's go back to the gray area, right? So if you live in the gray area, you live in this world where you always want to check out, your life's always going to suck. And in a way, you're already kind of dead, right? And it's only whenever you choose to live strictly in this light that, hey, every breath has purpose. Everything you're doing has meaning, right? You wake up. Exactly. You, ha- you have to ha- create a life worth living. Otherwise, it's always going to suck. And so... Um, I told myself, dude, like, you know, you can't just sit around and be all broken glass every day like you gotta make do something right and the only thing that i knew that would challenge me that would really get me going is high level skydiving and so i said okay who's doing the most ripping xrw and it's easy bro you don't need, it's undisputed um i don't have a squad but brad and luca out in in buffalo out in san diego uh easily doing some of the coolest stuff because uh skydive san diego yeah skydive san diego where's buffalo what uh, I don't know his last name. Oh, it's a guy, not yeah. Buffalo, New York, or, yeah. or okay. Super cool dude. He's okay. he's a uh, comp flyer too. Yeah. Shout out to Skydive San Diego. Yeah, um, they were pretty cool, man. They San got Diego's been coming up a lot lately. And you know what? The rigger out there, uh, Connor and his girl, man, there's uh, Brandy. Yeah, they're some of the best people. Like literally, you could not even skydive and just hang with them. That's what Sick. I did a lot of days. Sick, but they're out there ripping the XRW. Uh, yeah, so they're really leading the pack right now, and before I was up on it, I was 
dusty, honestly. I could do it. I've been trying for years. I was doing it on a Leia, which we all know is so flat. Like I loaded yeah. it nearly four and still couldn't dock. I was like, dude, this is stupid. Right. Got on a Petra and then got out like two point eight five. It's like, oh my gosh, what's you know, so easy. How's landing that fucking two that that a two point eight five? Oh, it's so easy, honestly. Um, God, I wish I was still landing at that because I'd stand up every run. Like, <laughs> I landed like three, four, or like the other day I was wearing. Yesterday I was wearing lead and was riding at three point nine. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, but hey, my vertical speed—I hit a new peak. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't matter side. if you don't fucking walk away. What do you? What is the landings like? Uh, they're fairly chill, dude. I mean, honestly. they are chill. You just glide out and it's cool. The shutdown's okay. Or are you just still moving at the end? Uh, no. Dude, those things are so small. It's just technique, bro. I mean, it's all like if you've mastered the fundamentals, you know, it's just like nailing. You got to nail each, uh, each, sec- each, sec- each segment. Yeah. yeah. And then as long as you do, it's super cool. You know, turn, plane out, recovery, glide, flare, transfer. Another guy I like to shout out is Dylan Harcry. He, he was like most swoopers who are better than me. Dylan Harcry, what drop zone? Uh, he's out at. San Marcos uh, Spaceline right now. All right, right on. Yeah, he just kind of uh, trails around, but he's super cool, dude. Uh, most people who are better than me don't want to teach for free. They're really like... Why would you if you're good at it, bro? Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Uh, I know what you're saying there, but uh, he's just super passionate, bro. He sat down, he said, let me see what your turn's doing, and he was studying for himself, and we started talking, and he helped me a little bit. And it's like, dude, I haven't had anybody actually coach me for free. Right. What kind of rotations are you doing? I do 450s primarily. Yeah, me too. It's the best. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different techniques, but I just really want to try and break 100 miles an hour vertical, and I feel like I need to get that down. So you started at 15, 18? I, um, well, what I learned, I'm, I was starting at like a little oh, shy oh. of 17. Okay. But uh, I could probably bring it down a little bit lower, and I'm just kind of learning about more... Um, Slowing it down and recovery. Less recovery arc, a little bit more rear to to translate the to, speed a little better. To really do it. <sighs> so what scares? Okay, so I came from kind of pushing it. When yeah, yeah, it's pushing right? it right because I came from the school of the perfect swoop is no rears and you use the rears just to finish it Me off. Me too, bro. But no but risk. but the speed mm-hmm. is when you transfer the rears and you you just take that glide out and you hit it and it fucking accelerates. Them. I'm probably losing at least. 10 miles an hour through the gate just by sitting in the recovery arc too long. So. Too long, right? Mm-hmm. But that the other game is is if they don't respond right, you're in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's it's a fucking scary game, so... It is. I'm old, bit. so I'm giving it up, but you guys, if you want to go fast, it's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> it, is, it is a vibe, bro. It is really It is a else. vibe, but, you know, when... It's, it's not a roll the dice. It's like science and measurements and calculations... And when you come out right, and you don't have to touch the rears until you just want to go a little bit further, and then you lean forward, and it's in the glory, man. I think that's the greatest feeling a human being has had. I haven't been to space, right? Yeah. I haven't haven't done a lot of things, but I have done a lot of things. And I'm telling you, swooping is the epitome of human existence, man. I feel like it's it's definitely up there. There's not a lot of things that offer such a... (laughs) Such a... Visceral... All hands on deck. Right now matters, and it's death. It's fucking death. Well, anything done at a super high level is always going to be a lot more interesting, right? Like when we talk about chess, chess is boring, but then you talk about Bobby Fischer, and you're like, wow, like this dude. Chess is amazing. Yeah, well, from a a normal person, (laughs) right? Right, right, They're like, oh, this is just some 
Right, it's like a game, you know? yeah, then, until you play. Until you talk about something at the highest level, and then you're like, well, I'll sit down and watch this shit. I've never seen it before, but this is cool now. So, was it the, okay, back to the original question. Was it the refining the Mr. Bill that began the story, or were you going for something else from the beginning? Were you going for the downplaying from the beginning? Okay, yeah, now that my head's clear, I'll, I'll tell you straight up without really tooting around a bunch. Uh, so... In that time frame where I was realizing, hey, like, I need to get my life together. Like, I've been struggling to get going for, like, seven months. And I was at this point where I needed to make a transition and go get a job. And I was having a hard time thinking about even really getting my life started again, right? And so uh, in that process, I decided I'm going to be extremely, um, extremely, I don't know. I guess, uh, experimental about how I see parachutes. So I spent a while doing nothing but just daydreaming about different ways to combine uh, parachutes and trying to push the limits of what is is capable right now in my head. And then from that, that one era of about a week of, of time in my life where I was just a little out of my head, I wrote a whole playbook of like dozens of moves, man. I got so many pages, and now I'm at the point where I realize, okay, I got to go chase this. So I found the boys in San Diego. Brad was very hospitable and like were, taking me when in. When you were writing these out, what were you doing? Is the middle of the night and you're fucking tearing through loose leaf? I was sitting in my bed, bro. I didn't even really get out of bed much back then. I was just kind of sitting there with it a pen you. and paper. And this shit saved you. Yeah, it was, that's the depth of depression, and you're fucking writing your way out of that. That was the goal, bro. It's like I gotta do something now, right? Because right. right. it can't, they can't do this forever. So. It's not sustainable to be sad, right? So it's not. Um, so I knew that I created MVP the first daydream I had in my head in that time frame, and I knew that okay, well if I'm gonna do this, I'm not even half as good as I need to be for it. And you saw the downplaying at that moment. Yeah, yeah. And so you, and you calculated the speed and said we can fucking do this. I in thought, that moment. Yeah, so I thought, okay, well, I have a 60 coming. That's the smallest parachute anybody will sell me. And I thought, okay, that's <laughs> I'm going to have to make this bad boy do something. And I was pondering what it could do. And I was like, what's really stopping us from downplaying this? Another person. Yeah, so I because knew it was not, complex. you're just double front and steering, which is too tough, right? Yeah, and originally I really wanted to do the circular thing. And I thought I was going to unlock it that way, right? And, I, and then Yeah, of course, because how did your mind go anywhere else? So you do a big slow turn and have somebody grab your feet? It's stupid. It's not sustainable. It's, but was that what you were thinking? Yeah, originally. Yeah, I wanted to train my dude. Get it slow, in. get him in, get the feet, and you guys can maybe, maybe he But can... what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Because it's not controllable. Because not as soon as you come out of that, he's flinging off or you're playing it out. It could be a one and done and somebody yeah, could still right, crack it. Right, and it would be right. a cool video. I'd, be, I'd give it a heart emoji. But So the, the natural progression was how do you stay down but stable when not having to dive static? out? How do we make it predictable? How do we build off of this? Are you going higher for these? No. You 14? Baby raw, yeah, just some fucking <laughs> normal, normal skydives, dude. We ain't, we don't, we're not made of money here. We're just doing our best. I saw you guys fly that shit to the drop zone. Dude, uh, there's... Once let's open the can of worms. Let's, I'll just rush through it, okay? Yeah, so go I ahead. get I'm to sorry. I get to San Diego and I get a ton of skill in, right? Flying with those boys honestly opened my eyes. I just needed somebody to to be beside and monkey see monkey do a little bit. Uh, they took good care of me and then I started branching out. I met Trish and Sylvia in Elsinore, these really rad wingsuiters. And 
uh, she, I got my, you know, kicked my first chest strap, and after that, it was like, okay, now. What does I'm, that mean? Explain that to the crowd. Kicked your tr- first oh, chest. Sorry. Strap. Yeah. Okay. I was. Uh, I kicked my feet into a wingsuiter's chest strap while they're on their back, flying. So, do, so they fly to you. Yeah, they flew up to me. I'm the base while I'm yeah. flying a canopy, right? Because you can't really dive and go up consistently smoothly. I was fat at this time because I was eating. Uh-huh. And I was living out my van, dude. I got up to like 3'7", eating McDonald's every day. Uh-huh. And so all the wings, when I told, hey, I'm 3'6", like wingsuiters' eyes would be like. Yes. <laughs> yes, fat dude. <laughs> What's up, boy? You know, and it. For you, the first time in my life, I was addicted to being fat, bro. Really? Like, you like being that heavy, heavier wing loader? I hate yeah, the no idea way. of being fat. Yeah, no way. But flying. Do the, who leaves first? Uh, the canopy pilot leaves first and the wingsuiters come to them? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people who are like OG at this and have been in it forever, they do this super crazy setup. Honestly, the simplest thing is just uh, like a dude like me leaves, no delay, pitch it right out the door. As soon as they see my top skin deploy and it moves a little to the left, I've got control, right? I'm yeah. diving, and obviously, yeah. right? Get out. They get out. As soon as I see them get out and turn their heads towards me, I've already pulled my slider Slide down. Off. I'm not yeah. doing any RDS. I'm popping brakes to set the, the pitch. Does it, you're not worried about the slider popping up at any time? I hold it with my head. And so I'll that pop sucks. it and watch them. Why not the RDS? Uh, because in that time frame, I, the first thing I got to do in the housekeeping is open the wing up. Get the brakes popped, and then as soon as I see them coming to me, I'll turn. You don't have time for the RDS. I'll set the 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 baseline right as I see they're coming in, and then I'll start reeling in the RDS. And so right as they arrive, oh. I'm already right okay, in my shirt. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And dude, we're together. If you do it perfect, you get a two and a half minute window of of like we're chilling together, and it's there's really not much more than that, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go back with me. You get out. You dump. Pull the slider down, lock with your head, do your housekeeping, which is just popping the brakes and finding them. Pop uh, it. Chest strap. Uh, so as soon as I'm as soon as I'm loading the harness and I feel the wing opening, uh-huh. I'm already hitting the chest strap okay. while I'm turning the wing. Okay. I see the pilot uh, looking at me, and as soon as I see them exit, I'm already doing trying to move this down and okay. and grasp it as I'm going off on this ninety. Right. And and your weight is already diving the canopy enough or do you have to get on fronts? No, I don't need to do any fronts. Full flight is enough. Full flight's enough, dude. Wow. This is three three? Yeah. On yeah. a sixty seven I'm on a sixty now. A sixty HK. Yeah, HK two. Okay, sixty HK two. You're looking up, locking the slider back, no fronts, full flight, and the can so the wingsuiters are side sliding into you? So what they do is you know, there's horizontal separation when right. they exit, right? Right. So if if they don't delay, yeah, a lot of people are taught to delay for some reason. It's That's silly. what I was taught. You don't want to do that. The second you see my canopy of the tail of the in can- control, the tail of the airplane is why we were taught to delay in the beginning. That's just the delay. You you close so you don't hit the fucking king airtail. Well, it's just like anything. We didn't. Our ancestors didn't know anything. They had to figure out how right. to do it right. And right. originally, they wanted to move the plane and do all this crazy shit. Yeah, but yeah. Dude, it eats time. It if does. You have two and a half minutes. The more you fuck around in the plane, the less window you have. Two right. minutes. Now, if you're perfect, probably a minute and a half because it's average jumpers. Right. And then it's just like, well, there's a whole minute. You blown. fucked it all off. Okay. So get out, get the flight. Yeah. Uh, with with me, uh, with my teammate. I like to do uh, XRW with Craig Lampton. He's the best wingsuit in America, in my opinion. 
Shout out to Craig Lampton. Dude, he's so crazy. He's so crazy, dude. He, I've so seen crazy. him do things in a suit that I didn't even know were possible to the point where I had like screaming like, wow, like in skydives. Like, Motherfucker flies wingsuits. He flies them to a level that I didn't know was possible. Shout out to Craig. Come on the show, Craig Lampton. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm actually on my way to go meet him. We're going to unlock a new so, move. So come tell him to come holler at me, man. You guys both come. Bring him back. That'd be yeah, dope. he's a realtor. He's a big boy job, so he's got a... He uh, got loot. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, okay, okay. So, okay, yeah, let's yeah. keep on it. Um, we were, I'm sorry. Um, do, the wingsuiters diving at you or coming from behind? Like, that's what I was asking. We're basically on level. I'm just a little bit lower. So it's like I'm looking over my shoulder. I'll turn 90. So I'm just mm-hmm. looking right, holding that slider, f- fidgeting with that. And as soon as I see their heads facing me, well, what are they going to do? Power up and come to my direction, right? Right. right. So power I'm... up. Does that look fucking badass? <laughs> so when gonna... they see you, they you know they're coming and they straighten them legs, huh? It's yeah, like, bro. Oh, they're about to just get that. Yeah, so dope, you guys. This is happening fourteen thousand feet above the planet, man. It's cool, man. Oh, it really it's is fucking a... cool, man. Okay, so the wingsuiters are dialed in. They're straightening their legs. They're powering at you. You're holding the slider. Your heart is turning. Yeah. So as soon as I see them coming to me. I finished that 90, and the thing is is that a recovery arc is going to have a little bit of lift in it, right? Every time. A, full, uh, a flight cycle. Right. So we need to anticipate and turn that 90 before they even come in. That way, that the canopy's already in completely full flight as they approach. And then how I'm telling my dudes to approach is just a little bit high and think about hold it on, like hold an hold angle. Hold on, Let me bring this back. You're saying as soon as they see you, you do your last little pivot and then let it fly. So it gets through the cycle. So by the time they get there, you're at full fucking flight on the yeah, second cycle. Because the canopy kind of climbs and dies. So you're climbing as you look at them. When they see you, you turn, and then you're all in sync. Exactly. That's fucking sick. But what happens with the next cycle? Uh, so when I turn the canopy, it it's full flight by the time they get in. And uh-huh. then at that point, we're just literally, I'm holding, I'm pretty much on a rail on fly side every run. of was just going straight to the So point. So in the development of the new canopies, have they lessened the cycle? And that way you're flying more on a glide ratio that's even? Because, you know, like the old canopies, they would climb, dive, climb, dive, climb. Nah, buddy, this is like a... This is it's just, just a, a machine towards the grill. HK. Yeah, I watched my buddy. I was just partying with my friend Griff. I love that guy, and uh, he's my teammate. And uh, Griff who? Tell Griff. Me. Griff Kenny. Okay. Griff Shout out Kenny. Griff Kenny. Yeah, he's uh, a slayer, dude. He's really an amazing human being. Um, but uh, you fucking laughing at me, dude? So I took whiskey down the wrong fucking shoot. Give me Jack a, Daniels, son. Need a little punch in this. Get the camera you down, off me, what, man. What I'm choking over here. Why are you filming me? <laughs> <laughs> Griff Kenny. Shout out Griff Kenny. Yeah, so uh, I was just watching him fly the VK-71, man. Let the video play while we're talking. It's cool. And um, it is, honestly, it was like, I was shocked to be like, wow, like he's navigating. Griff Kenny, what drop zone? Uh, Skydive San Marcos. Okay. He was next to Lone Star, next to us. That's how I uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. found him. We were scouting, and then we were like, "Dude, this is the guy." Um. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not trying to go into a big story with this. I'm just saying. Why not? Go he's, ahead. He's go flying on. a 71 VK, uh-huh. and versus I saw it for the first time in flying my 60 in so long. Like I do, I would do AFF on my 60. You know what I'm saying? Even with RES, because it it requires me to be such a capable instructor that. It, You're on top of your I'm shit, gonna do my shit and their shit. Every, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So I'm gonna be doubled down 
versus watching this where it's like, dude, even a 70 feels like uh, it's never coming out of the sky when I look at the perception of like, dude, like, wow, he's still going. Like, he's still going, man. He's still got some time. The 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm on a 96. So the, the pitch, man, is extremely aggressive. And then the fact that we're all starting our turns, you know, above like around 1,500-something feet is like. That's amazing. It's cool, dude. <laughs> I do my, uh, what is it, 1170s from 2,600 feet. Oh, my God. 1170, how do you set that up? So think about this, right? All turns are built off a of 90. Right. So what's a 1080? It's three 360s, right? Right. 1170 is just the next 90 on it. So it, Oh, so you do a 90 into the 360. Into three 360. 360. Yeah. 360. We always got to do the 90. If you're going to teach a 90 in AFF, you need to be doing a 90 when you're a fucking pro. Because what are you going to mm-hmm. do? Like teach your students something and then go do something else? Right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. All turns are built off that because it's logical. Right. So, um, yeah, people who are like, oh, I do 1080s. It's like, I know this one guy who says that. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you say? Well, what is he doing? Uh, he's doing 1170s, but he's not even big brain enough to know his fucking degree. It's like, come on, bro. Like, if you're going to have the dick to, to throw the turn, at least know what to call it. Ah, who cares? Ah, uh, come oh, on, buddy. Oh, come on. I'm not up there counting degrees when I'm hooking that shit. I mean, if, if you're I'm high, if you're I'm tech- spinning. If I'm low, I'm not spinning. Well, that's my thing is it's like, okay, well, that's the difference between somebody who's throwing an exact turn and somebody who's just like, all right, I'm here. I'm just going to start fucking rotating. Eh, I, which one would you rather be? I want to be the guy who's extremely technical with every ah, fucking fuck thing. fuck that. I'm here and I'm hooking it, man. <laughs> I don't take Check altitude. Fucking throw the fuck I out. take zero risk. I don't take risk either. I just know if I'm at 1,000, I'm doing a 5, 4, you know, and then on the velocity, you just know your canopy, right? My 450s are at 9. Yeah. If I'm at 1,000, I'm not going to go long. I, I fucked up my You setup. got a bedpan in here? I fucked up. You got a piss? <laughs> we can pause. I'm just kidding, We can bro. pause, man. We can pause. <laughs> You yeah. want to pause? Uh, let's play around a little more. Right? Okay. Because I'm so, vibing. Okay. <laughs> so, if I if I have fucked up my setup, which happens, I'm not going to blow the turn. Yeah, she drinks okay, mess good. now. Yeah. I'd, I don't, feel, I'd feel like dressed in a room of nudists right now if she wasn't drinking. <laughs> hey. Yeah, she's good. In the weirdo hey, in the room. let's take a pause. He's not fucking listening. He's got to piss. <laughs> no, I'm listening. Wazzy Circus Radio, baby. We'll be right back. Uh, short choo, commercial choo, break. Choo. Yeah, yeah. What time is it? Are you having fun? We're good. I'm having a fucking blast. Yeah, dude. We've only got 30 minutes. You got to go fast. Oh, for real? Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It was a short potty break. You know what I'm saying? This Jack Daniels is doing this nice. We had a tinkle. All right, so we're back to the uh, reinventing the Mr. Bill. Yeah, actually, let's play. Uh, so we've been chatting a lot about uh, the past, but let's talk about what's uh, kind of more pertinent about the story and then get talking about the future here. So, so real quick, hold on. Okay, so... Um, Lodi, Chattanooga, tragedy in your life, which God bless, and now you're looking for a new way, and you come up with this in the bed, depression, you come up with the whole dive flow, and you're going to reinvent the Mr. Bill, and then how does that progress from there? So really the idea uh, first was Look at Zach. Look at Zach. Mixed vertical piloting, right? Before yeah. I knew what to call it, uh, Zach actually came up with a name, right? And okay. And so... Uh, that was the first idea. I called. I met him on the way to San Diego, and we had talked a little bit. And let me tell you about his invention. Okay. He showed me an invention. While we were drinking and being boys, he showed me an invention where he created the Sketchy Whip. And it's not public. It's definitely something that is, like, far out. 
He's only been jumped a few times. It's an experimental thought project. This guy's crazy smart. The and sketchy whip. And so what it does is it allows two jumpers to tether together and jump out, one wearing a tandem system, and it has a 20-foot tether inside of this little bungee pouch. Ew. The guy in the tandem system <laughs> throws a drove. Oh, you're dope. I'm not listening to you, motherfucker. Hold on, <laughs> oh, hold on. Well, hold on, let's talk this video. This is dope. Cause he, this video shows and what I'm talking about are equally as crazy. Yo, bro. yo, so he reaches up and pulls that cutaway system. Are you spinning as he cuts the... You spin him and then he fucking cuts away? Bro, in the What manual, the fuck just happened? In the manual, we, we got such happened? a good little description about like, okay. Dude, that was fucking dope as fuck. Okay. Yeah, bro. Blake is watching. Oh, Zach's on his back. Oh, you die first. You dive and then he cuts away. Uh, we can throw him above level if he if I do it on a rear riser. We figured out. I want to do that. I was trying to get you earlier, bro. I know. Think I wasn't? I would pay for that. Yeah, well. Are you gonna swing up? me from a? You told me that and I was like, "Fuck you." I remember that you said, "Yo, I can rear spin input makes you. the wing dive like an egg." But you no, know, you you said, "Dude, I can spin." Because I said, "What if I hit you?" And you go, "I'll spin you." You said I'll spin and you can cut away and it'll throw you away from me. I and I was you like, the wing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that too. Like, yeah, you're not bro. throwing me up. I yeah, didn't know bro. it was that. That was dope. Can we watch that again? We doc, that was maybe the world's first doc of the Swift 3. Fucking good. Listen, you guys. Okay, imagine a Mr. Bill, but you've got a strap, right? With a cutaway handle on it. Like you're so you're hanging. You're not like holding on with it's string. It's two Y connectors, so it's two risers with yeah. a um, set of D-rings in the middle with some webbing. All right. It's made out of skydiving equipment. You can see the stuff in the manual too. And Mr. Silky is made Mr. out of Silk triangle shape. Mr. Right? Silky's upside down in his harness right now holding that fucking wingsuit. So it's a successor to the Mr. Bill because it is uh, in 100% uh, reliable way to uh, take a can uh, person with you on a, a canopy deployment. So what'd you do? What'd you do? You did the weight, you did the weight restrictions on the risers. Right, and added them together with the cutaway system and came up with a number that was okay, and now he's hanging upside down from you, grabbing Blake on a wingsuit. That is fucking, and are you guys, okay. You, you got to make sure you, you have, I told Blake That's to fly there. forward That's so that we didn't, That's their didn't fault. slap heads. Uh, Blake was still a baby. He was only 80, you know, 90 jumps back then. He was really 80 wingsuit jumps, really. Dude, in you this time. fucking spun him. And then he cut away himself and flew away from you while you were fucking spinning. Our full flight is 100 miles an hour. 101. So he's upside down grabbing Blake's rig Yoke. on the wingsuit. Yeah. And you guys are spinning. We're simulating the uh, the inverted two-stack guy. <laughs> once we realized what it was, then we're like, okay, well, this toy's lit. And so the Look whole reason that. you guys are vertical head down on the wingsuit with the fucking parachute and the fucking thing. <laughs> I love that you're geeking, bro. We had a little flash MVP in there because we wanted just to kind of get people prepared. Holy uh, shit, man. You guys. Look at that shit. So there's a lot to this say. This is a picture. This is a picture. This is silky under what canopy is that? The HK260. HK260. Yeah, loaded Overlone at 6.5, maybe 7. That's Who's that hanging from you? Zach's pretty good. That's my Zach. He's my lead engineer. Okay, he's hanging from the double riser system on his back in between Silky's legs. It's okay. the Mr. Silky. Where's the, where's the, it's, it's your rings? It's your hip rings. Hip articulation hip points. Hip articulation points. 
down to the double riser to his chest strap? So, um, or his 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 or his uh, chest articulation. We're both hip hooked to the hip. Hip hip. Yeah. Oh, because he'd be hanging if it was his chest. Yeah. So exactly. the hip is the um the pivot point to make him equilibrium. So, dude, we found out some real gangster shit after testing that we didn't even expect to figure out. Is that when the system's trimmed at a perfect length, you can stand in the laterals of the container, and when you step on the container, you remove all asymmetry by pushing tension into it and then you turn into a piece you lower your parasitic drag and you hit your highest potential terminal velocity and then we were able to hit speeds over 100 miles an hour when he was flying in delta so let me fucking translate that ridiculous sentence um if if you guys are connected and it's not firm and tight it could wobble and fly and fall apart but with you pressing pressure on him you guys become a system a piece a piece and you can actually fly faster and more efficient. Dude, so fast. So fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um... I am fucking stoked, dude. That was a byproduct. We realized the whole project started with creating this because we knew if we couldn't drop a jumper safely, uh-huh. then we couldn't ever dock on a, a down plane. So the down plane had to come second. We, we gotta go for it. We gotta go for it. We're running out of time. So let's go. Look at that fucking... I love okay. that. I love that. So was that just double fronts? No, it was uh, rear. Just one rear. There's just one rear. Yeah, on bro. I'm loaded HK. at seven, bro. Like, you know. Seven? Oh, <laughs> you got lead on. No, I got a human body hanging oh, on me. Oh, no, no. When you were spinning, he was still on you? Yeah. I thought you had cut him away. As soon as he unloads, then I go back to three and a half or whatever. Okay, okay. So, so you take that idea, so now we're going to get to the down plane. The double down plane. Yeah. So let me say it. Hey, listen. We'll come back and do another show, okay? If we trust me, we just not. We'll come back and do another one. Well, this I can is paraphrase it super quick. I dude. know, but there's the manual and there's everything else. So just trust me that we'll do this again. It's not over. Well, the main thing is that okay. So when I met Zach, he had created this this sketchy whip, right? I yeah. saw it and I call him on the phone. The first time we weren't super boys yet. I call him. We talked on the phone for six hours the first time. And then we talk twice a week. I mean, uh, two times a month for a few hours for six months. I eventually got enough skill up in XRW. I moved to his front yard, and I said, we're doing this. He quit his job, and we worked for six months developing this harness. Before we made the first jump, we did 100 hours of R&D just sitting at a whiteboard thinking about all the ways we could kill ourselves. No shit, you guys. And Can we pull up the whiteboard? Control system? <laughs> we don't. Uh, the manual has uh, some of that, but we don't have a lot of... Does uh, he deploy like that? Oh, he's about to grab the wingsuit. So you can't... So what we ended up figuring out, okay, after it was all said Dude. and done, is a triangle with a central connection point. So the only way to do this is dual suspension points. I mean, dual attachment points. And then you can be between either single or dual suspension points. So whenever we hook to both hips on both pilots... Then it gives some type of rigidity, right? Instead right. of doing a rock climbing harness, which is like a bell clapper, letting you flap around and fucking be crazy. Okay, because the the, the, the risers are hanging, there's tension. Because there's there's a triangle shape. Right. In the centralized point of that, you can pivot. Now we needed a harness that wouldn't pivot and could okay, spin so up. Okay, centralized, you mean, where would it go to centralized? So if it's, uh, imagine I take a, a riser, uh-huh. right where the uh, front and rear would slap onto is where you hook it to your right, hip. Right, right. At the three ring, we took a, a three, uh, the big D rings, we put some webbing, mm-hmm. and then you just three ring into it. Right. So we had this piece that allows you to pivot, but now we needed to make something that was even more superior that could do dual parachuting. And the only way that was possible is by continuous webbing. 
and Zach uh, was the main continuous engineer. from from hip to hip. Yes. No more. So what you design? There it is. This is the bad boy right here. This oh, is... that's hip to hip with the square. Look at that, guys. It's not the. It's not the. V. So listen, when we were pulling parachutes behind speedboats, ski boats. Yeah. So we would do the the um, riser from the chest straps, the V to the line, and we could cut away, and the boat could cut away. Yeah, exactly. So you could pull. Same, same. But that looks better. See, the thing about this is is that um, whenever you have a centralized point, the bottom pilot can't add inputs into the top pilot's harness because it just wobbles, right? But right, here... Because it's a single line. This is connected to the harness. Yeah, so... To the hips. But the beautiful thing is, is when you're experienced, one pilot can fly two parachutes at the same time. Because if I do a hip input... What happens? The uh, the other wing does the opposite input, and then we mirror each other. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, is, let's, yeah, let's dude, do this. We're let's do crazy, this. Hold bro. on. <laughs> so you're both full flight. You're both full flight connected to the hips. Yeah. One guy can steer both parachutes. Bro, grab that red that red string right there. Okay. Okay. There we Get go. ready, right? All right. Okay. These are are connected to our hips. Right. Pull your right hip away from me. Now my right hip pulls away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like on open. Oh wow. Hey guy, can we see this? Can we go to the upper view? The upper <laughs> camera. Oh, it's not even on. Here, just pull it more towards your way. That no, bring it back. Just lean back a little bit more so the camera can see it in frame. No, I was talking about the okay. the, the top one, but it's yeah, not okay. On. So not pull on. right and let the guy see it. Yeah. Look. And then pull left. Hey, you so guys. So this box shape stops it from spinning hey, up. So right now it looks box, but the feel, like my eyes closed, you can feel the whole system move. I can feel you pull on the harness. <laughs> yeah, bro. And turn. So you guys are downplaned, you're downplaned, and somebody, one guy, can do a harness input and, and fly turn the whole thing toward the drop zone. So if you both do it, you go faster. Oh, yeah. so one guy does it, do you spin? You got to read the manual, bro. There's there's so much goodness in So you've in done there. the work. We've done thousands of hours of R&D. You guys, there's a we, manual. There is nothing left, honestly. There's other a than, fucking manual. Other than maybe the few innovations. So what we think that can be done now is uh, the only thing that's So dangerous. the blue and the red are the cutaway systems? Yeah. Both are a cutaway? Yeah, top pilot and bottom pilot have their own handle. That has to be a mandatory on every system. Why does it look different? Why is uh, that? Just because this is Oh, a... it's one cutaway system. Both people can pull it. Yeah, bro. You want to hit that? I see that. Can you fucking rip this handle? What's no, up? no, no. I can see it. I can see it. So look, okay. guys. If I pull red, it pulls the whole system out. If I pull blue, it's it using just pulls RSL the technology. It's RSL technology. And it stops just to right lock here. it in Look. the ring, no matter which degree Boom, you hit it. It pulls these. If I pull up here, it pulls the whole line. It's just lark head. Man, Works. that is fucking genius. Yeah, it's the simplest design, and that's why this one. Why don't you last. need the rings on the top? Am I just ignorant? I'm probably not seeing something. Because you got to think about this. This stays with me, uh -huh. and the rings are the separating part that stays with the bottom pilot. Oh, it's just the three ring system. Yeah, you just it's just the harness. You system. just here, check it out. We separate, and this is what you leave with when we stop yeah, the downplay. Yeah, so so here's the deal. What's the setup on the plane like? Oh, bro. Um, I mean, <laughs> right? We we could talk. They, they could. They're gonna end up reading this if they're into it. Yeah, uh, hey, nerds, fucking nerd out, man. Yeah. So hey, he built this for you to nerd out. Look, that's the die flow, guys. All TIs, check it out. That's his die flow, it, son. It's more. Uh, that's hey, the all we EPs. gotta do is punch the student and cut away. That's so what we're taught, right? At... Punch the student and cut away. <laughs> I really want to show you guys this. Um, what's going to happen in the future, right? Okay, so we did proof of concept. Right now, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you did it. But the reality is, is we're not sending anymore because it doesn't matter. What we're trying to build towards this point is I've already spoke to the USPA. 
Next, we're going to build some base data, um, uh, more research on that to see if Petras or HK2s can fly with Ts, all kinds of stuff like that. We want to hit the highest vertical speed, and then we're going to start doing trail plane experimentation. If we can get the timing down and only have to do it twice in a row, then we have it for sure. What do you mean trail planning? What do you mean? Look at this picture right here. Yeah, yeah, but so what, you're going to have how many jumpers? You're trying to build four ways in this shit? Look at this, you guys. Fuck you, man. So look. <laughs> yes. So, dude, I have, a, I have the backfly world record mapped out. I have it because it's not it doesn't exist, and it looks exactly like that. Yeah, it's built on dude. So, that is so the thing about the canopies fucking is dope. So there could be world records. We're gonna build big waves off of canopies yes. this summer. I'm in. And the thing is, is that what are you doing? We're gonna I'm use in. speed mules as a way to accelerate the base to free free fly speed. What the speeds. fuck is a speed mule? A speed mule is the first person who docks, who gets underneath the base and, and accelerates it. Hey. I'm a fucking horse. Are <laughs> so, you kidding me? And that's gonna get the free. We think that if, I was born for this. If we can get a base up to 110 and get two mules to hang off, we think we can get it to 145. And what if we could just and we could stab, do slow sit yeah. big ways off of it, building. Uh, what about just belly big ways first? I mean, that's what's gonna end up being. But what? What do you, I mean? You know, you and I both know what it is before we're dead or after we're dead. People are gonna be sending this on the. Oh, head. they're gonna be sending this shit. Yeah, because technology is gonna change. Oh, dude, they're gonna be we just had 12s. to open the door for they're everybody. They're gonna be fine twelves. Yeah. Silk. What's up? <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Do we have the video real quick? Because we gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, the video of you guys in the double down plane and the belly flyer coming in and just play Blake's video because it is the hottest one. Here's the deal, man. That motherfucker. I said no to you guys on that boogie because I was busy and others, and I was scared, man. I'm not gonna lie, but I regretted it. Everyone was. Hold on. Then a week later, two dozen people turned the slot down. A week later, you fucking told me. No, I saw the video of the belly flyer who wasn't even part of our crew. He was just some random dude from Houston that docked. Is that right? Um, sorry. Can you get my, hey, I was heartbroken, man. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Listen, the there's a thing about taking advantage of your opportunities and facing fear. And, of course, we're skydivers. We face fear. We don't give a fuck about fear. I was scared, man, and I, I passed up. I passed up an opportunity to be it's, fucking thrown from an HK2 into the fucking space, flipping on my back, man, because I was scared. Well, you and know, I you regret that. You nah, could have burned up and crashed and died like some of the astronauts, bro. You no, know, you but you sat they're... there and you pulled out the manual and you were very clear with me, man. You were very clear with me, but you know, there were bands playing during our podcast. There was yeah. a fucking yeah. people were drowning. Okay, listen, <laughs> boogies. Listen, skydive boogies. Um, the bounce house with the foam machine blasting into sound. it, skydivers drown and die in those things, so don't do that. So we had people fucking passing out in the bounce house. We had, were shooting a show in the land. I'm just a pussy. Uh, there's no excuse. Hey, you I didn't know what, buddy? fucking go on the jump. Look, look, look. Show Here's it. The show thing. it. Look at these motherfuckers, dog. Two dozen people turn it down. Two yeah, dozen of I'm the best pilots dozen. in the game. I'm not two dozen people. Look, look. Let me tell I you. I could have done that, Silk. I should have been the first, bro. And he sucks. Look. No, you don't suck, bro. <laughs> You're awesome. But I wouldn't have done that. I would have hung with you, bro. 
God, that was amazing. We let's do that again. Let's do that again. Up, bro. We Please, let's juiced. do that again. Look, you guys, if you don't understand, there are, what, what are the cannabis? hours of work. What are the right cannabis? What are the cannabis? HK260. Both of them. Yeah, identical. Two identical HK260s. It's Adam and Zach. They get out with the mystery Logan real thing. Snotty, Griffin, Kenny, and Blake Smith. Hey, they get out with the fucking... Mr. Bill system, somebody rolls on their belly, throws their parachute. Now they're down playing twice, and then a belly flyer who is just like has 100 jumps or something flies in and docks on the side. Will you do my profile one more time? You can actually see a real flow of, of like what's going on. Because the, the, the flow is man. actually a bit complex. So there's two things I regret, man. I didn't buy a house here in Austin five years ago, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> and I didn't get on that jump at the boogie with you, man. Uh, that one. Yeah, play that one. Hey, man, regret's the hardest thing to fucking live with. And laziness and fear are not valid ex valid excuses. Two weeks later, two week, a week, three days later. Three days later, why didn't you do it? I was, it was cold. <laughs> oh, my God. That shouldn't thing, come bro. out of your mouths, man. We should take advantages. If it's cold, show up to DZ. It might be a little windy. Learn some shit, man. You got to show up, man. I didn't show up that day. I'm going to tell you it's right gonna now, dude. It's going to eat me up, man. It's going to eat me who up were, years, man. To be super professional, some people who are considered the best at Canopy Piloting Live right now blew it off. I asked them directly because I knew, mm. hey, I better put the best on this. And then we slowly started whittling the down. The best are busy, bro. Not it's dude. Let's be real, man. A lot of them just either have. It's really difficult because people who are at my level or higher are too high ego, not too high, but their nope, their ego is ego. so high it's that they don't work together as peers, and we don't have a brotherhood yet of of really high level crafts and canopy at least. So what I imagine is imagine the first guy that was like, I'm about to do tandem base off the Snake River Bridge. And you're like, no, dude, that's dangerous. Everybody probably told him no. He was like, fuck that, I'm going to tie off. What could possibly go wrong? And he lived. And then, what was it? Man, every innovation. Every innovation. Every, every innovation. Well, you know. There's, hey, there's wingsuit base. I mean, wingsuit um, tandem now. Think about the first guys developing that shit. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to show you one last thing before we end this thing. Okay. Uh, a new innovation. Do you guys understand what I just said? There's wingsuit. Play that, babe. There's wingsuit tandem. Hey, that's the King Aaron Lone Star, baby. Is this, um, does this show both deployments? So that's Silk. What does that say? Yeah, let's play this, and then I'll show you what the boys just did. Because right. they're going to debut a world first that'll come out after this podcast. Is that Blocky? Blocky. Yeah, Dude, bro. So Blake here's Griffin Kenny. best birthday in the world in Costa Rica with on the Wazi Circus event. Griffin just dropped Zach on the bottom camera, and then uh -huh. me and Logan have just deployed the down plane, right? Uh -huh. It took us uh, – this is our fifth jump together. Before this, I only had to train Logan for two jumps, and I had to train Griff for three jumps. So in total, they I've not jumped with Griff or Logan more than ten times, and we got this dock together. That's how down we had this idea before we ever this involved is Lone new Star? people. This is Lone Star, baby. Right before they shut down. The, so the wingsuit's carving for video? That's Blake Blocke carving the on The, the wingsuit. Yep, on his belly. He's on his wingsuit. On his belly on the wingsuit. Yep, just fucking Let's slowly. run that back. I'm sorry. I'm, it's a lot going on, bro. Yeah, it's I a mean, lot it's, going on. <laughs> Even I, for somebody who's in the game, you're I think like, my Man. eyes crossed halfway through the video. There's right. a I mean. So this is, this is Adam and Zach. So this pod, that was Griffin and Zach. Okay, this is Griffin me and Logan. Zach. I'm in the base. I'm top piloting the base, and then... I'm sorry. Let's go back one more time. One more time. Explain as he goes. 
Okay. What's the first exit? So the first exit on the dual Who on is the that? single plane. This is Zach is the free faller. Griffin Kenny is the top pilot of okay. the Mr. Silky. Okay. I'm on the MVP harness as the top pilot. Logan Snotty is on the bottom pilot. Logan's hanging, and here comes Block A. Yeah, and then here's Block A, our camera guy. He's supposed to chase the second pod, which I'm in. I Logan just threw his pilot shoot, and now mm-hmm. he's starting to carve it, which he does a really fucking amazing job for being a, just like sub. Hold on, bottom screen. Zach's hanging off a homeboy on a Mr. Bill. He cuts away and goes into free fall. And Holy then... shit, you guys. Fuck off, man. Let's go back. <laughs> this is why I was fucked up. This is why I was fucked up. Listen. Okay. In 200... Silky and another dude are throwing the down plane. Zach is hanging on the bottom of a canopy waiting to get into position. So that's Silky and the other guy. They're going to down play. We both of these harnesses There's just Blake to put them together. flying the wingsuit. The other guy, look. Here's Zach and homeboy. Zach's in the right spot. He cuts away from the canopy. So look, the, they don't let the plane spot for them. They get out, Single they fly plane. canopies, and then when the spot's right under canopy, Zach cuts away to come to the down plane to dock on it. I haven't seen this video yet, man. I haven't it's seen fire, this shit. It? It's the, the hardest way to fuck. do it. So look, there's two HKs diving at the ground. You guys are what, 14, so you're like 10 now. I'm calling out Here comes elevation. Zach. Are you guys talking through your comms? We all have comms. It's Everybody mandatory. has comms. It's so technically hard. So he docks on the hard. Look at Zach pulling it off. Fuck yeah, Zach. Bro, we were screaming. Does he? So does we he drank a hundred dollar bottle of tequila that night, dude. And out of a shotgun, it was like. <laughs> so what's the next level? Does he dock and then move to the hybrid? Why did he fall off? What's the next point? Does he go head down on the top? We What's did it next? back to back on the next jump, and he on that one. He then he flipped over instead of going underneath. We were just exploring, you know. We never. So what's done it. next? So the next thing is now. I just spoke at the USPA conference. Yes, listen, you guys. The USPA conference in Houston was yesterday. Couple day, uh, couple days. Couple days. Yeah, a couple days ago. Mr. Silky spoke in front of the conference, trying to explain to these old cats. What the fuck you do Yo, with it two was, parachutes and a down plane? It was crazy, <laughs> honestly. If we're going to sit here and drink and talk about it for real, like, it was crazy yeah. to be in the situation of being like, oh, hey, directors, we're opening consistently at, like, 7 and then getting up to a 33 theoretical wing load. But we're being safe, and this is, <laughs> this is what we're doing, wing right? Wing load. So the cannabis can take a 33. We Oh, man, there's, what is there's the so much force. We, What's the max force on an HK? Dude, you're going to have, like I said, there's a big-ass manual. Fluid wings, holler at me, man. I'll fly your shit and talk about it. Chuck Akers, go back, go back. Chuck motherfucking Akers. Yeah, he's a legend, man. He was hey, super hospital. He's a friend of mine. I've known Chuck dude. for years. Um, radio host down in Houston. AFFI, I think. Chuck is a man. Chuck is a gym of American skydiving. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I mean, he's badass for sure. He's badass. He's been in the sport 37 years. He told me this is like, dude, respect. You know, that's a long time to. It's a lot of knowledge to gain. Shout out to Spaceland Sharon. Spaceland Houston, man. So we're about to. We got to end this shit. Um, do we have time for the story? Silk, um, go ahead and find your story. You're gonna read it. Oh man, I gotta read at this point. Yeah, you gotta shit, read at this dude. point. I'm illiterate. What's I up? know. Hey, um, can you pour me a drink while I'm getting please uh, do fabricated? That. Yeah. Innovation, man, pushing the limit. This isn't like a thought experiment. You understand? It is a thought experiment. You gotta obsess. You hear me say it a lot. To be the best in the world, you have to obsess. Obsess means sweating in your sleep. 
It means being single. It means being poor. It, it doesn't means matter. It means, yeah, it means yeah. It means ramen. You don't taste it because it, means it you, doesn't fucking you matter. Give up everything that isn't what's gonna get you there. Obsession. It, I, I I use it to get to my tone instructing, and I use it to get to my T four, and then I just burnt the fuck out just because fuck off. Comes in waves, bro. But there's savants that cut away from life. You know, whatever it is, man, mathematics, they lock themselves in a room. Um, artists, they go to a fucking cabin somewhere. Um, writers will go to Alaska and get a cabin and just shut down and fucking focus, man. I'm trying to focus on these books. It takes a lot It to be the next, not the best. Fuck the best. Okay, you're the best. But are you innovating? Innovation is next. Innovation is next. Innovation is next. He's not trying to be the fastest swooper. This is different, yeah, man. Anybody can go this through the gates at 100 miles an hour different. at this point. Not anybody. Come on, let's not take it. Well, I guess you're right. That's That would be demeaning Supers to are the coolest motherfucker. It's really right. hardcore shit, but at the same but time, like, it's innovation, done over and over. Um, the next level, the envelope, the cutting edge is a difficult fucking balance to walk because life is tough. You're not sponsored. You're not fueled. Red Nobody do it. has your fucking money. Nobody in the world Nobody did it. even understands what the fuck he's talking about. I've been listening to Silk for five years. In all 224 years of skydiving, I've solved the, complica- the most complicated relativity problem that could have ever existed. You know what I'm saying? In 225 years of skydiving, he solved the most complicated problem. Where Relativity, yeah, here we go. Hey, man, I love you. I love you too, bro. Hey, it's been um, cool coming out here, man. I, shit, I didn't know you even running the podcast like this. Honestly. I'm, I'm so, I, knew, I heard you did. But. I'm so glad you didn't self destruct, which would have been easier than what you yeah, did. Yeah, anybody can fall off. Right, it takes but, no skill to do that. But to come up, oh man, but hold on, man. It's not like you were like, I'm giving my life to real estate and became a mogul. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go make chips and code, set paths. It's not like there's a course. There's nothing you could have purchased. There's no books. There's no podcasts. There's those people. There's homeboy you met. The best wingsuit in the world. And the crew dogs you met. That's what it takes. And without them, without them, you wouldn't have been there. there. So if you didn't show up to that drop zone hungry, dude, this is a different path. This isn't, I went to the University of Phoenix and maxed it out and now I'm the best fucking. This is brand new. A path that's never been laid. I my heart's pounding, man. I'm so honored. One more toast. Yeah, buddy, it's been hey, good, dude. It's um, crazy to be in my life now. One of my only regrets is that I didn't push it that hard for You're myself. You're still alive, bro. What's up? What's going on this season? I'll live forever, man. <laughs> well, uh, regrets are only by yeah. people who can't get it anymore. Hey. All I'm saying is you got you got plenty of life in themselves, buddy. You still got hey. much swoops left. You got to learn to live with regrets. That's what Jay-Z said, man. Hey, one thing I can say while we're uh while we got a minute is like if it if it only takes 10 hours, even 100 hours is probably not worth having. It's only these things that take a sometimes hours. a thousand plus hours. A thousand kicks. To even really say like, "Oh, this is worth even doing." And um learning mm. from this experience it was honestly me practicing and getting my shit together, and now I'm going to apply it in business. And we're, we got, dude, the last thing I guess we're talking about is we're going to do something. I got a project this year that's not going to outshine MVP, but it's going to be exa- just as big. 
uh, we're going to blow the, the industry on its head again. And we got a bunch of new moves. I'm on my way to uh, Sacramento right now. It'll be published pretty soon to go fly some new moves with uh, Craig Lambton. I'll go ahead and say it since we'll, it'll probably be out by the time we get back. But I'm going to go get the first tracksuit XRW dock. Uh, vanilla, and then I'm gonna throw the Mr. Silky on. We're gonna bump up the seven wing load and say fuck it and just make it easy for him. So, because you know we got the toys now. All right, so let me go back. Um, financially, double flags on the down plane with a fucking hanger for a commercial Nissan, <laughs> fucking Xterra, right? Whatever it is, Tesla something, dude. You can. That's a marketable thing. I already got, dude. I know. That's I, my mind. That's I my actually I got a plan to meet up. I want to try and meet up with Elon Musk um, later this year. I'm practicing. I'm trying to work 4,000 hours this year for myself. Dude, it, I know Elon. I'm trying to meet him. I coach him? him in the tunnel. He's head down right now. That's sick as fuck, No, dude. dude. He's out face carving. He's sick. He Are doesn't you kidding even think me? Of, yeah, I'm kidding you. I don't know that Elon Musk. You're fucking. <laughs> I'm so in Austin. Easy, Elon, bro. come see me, boy. I'll teach so you how to easy. fly. No, but I really got a, I got a billion dollar idea, bro. I got these. Dude, I got you're s- a billion dollar dude. I love you, man. And, and if 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 nothing comes to fruition, what you've given us so far is daydreams, man. You know what? My kids, you know, they're nine and they're gonna twelve. They're gonna watch this show, and it's gonna fucking spark some shit. We're probably not gonna watch this. <laughs> well, we'll show them the down planes. Well, no, I'll show them the down planes. And, dude, they already... Yo, a big planes. way builds. They already fucking kite parachutes. It's the future that you're building. It's 10 years from now. You don't even understand. Right? Think about the first crew docks. Think about the first Mr. Bills. Think about the first things. I'm going to go get at least five dude, more World Firsts this dude, year. every drop zone should have a Mr. Bill harness. Have you ever thought Mr. about... Mr. Silky, buddy. Mr. Silk. Because it's way Mr. smoother. Ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude. Y'all need silkies, baby. All right, let's do the book. Hey, no shit that I was, thought I was going to die. The book is skydiving. Hey, hey, what an honor. I told you before the show happened, I was very excited about this, and this is why. And I'm very excited about what you did. And I know we didn't go in depth. The manual... Can I put it on the the show description so people can read it? You can... um... I'll put it on the YouTube, and they can just click on it and read it. I'm actually, uh, so I'm a full-stack developer. I can build front-end and back-end. I'm working on a platform right now to launch this off of. Okay. And as soon as we get done drinking, probably in the morning, I'm going to go finish a platform. Let Dude, me you can know, share it. and then I'll share you that. You share it before this show's out, because we'll yeah. have a way to, to yeah, link yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a really good, another good idea, bro, so. Okay. Hey, Adam, Silky Johnson, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, thanks for the you, love, man. bro. I'm fucking you, happy to be alive again. So, uh, when when we hit a rock, we've already read that. Damn, it looks. Is there not a? It wasn't a signature. We've we've had it. The outer hit the rock at the end of the room. We can't beat luck. How about that one? There we go. Shorter, baby. What's up? There we go. <laughs> Floyd probably never knew, never thought. Dude, you got me. You got me fucking drinking, bro. What's up? Let's do it. We're, we're not done. We're going to Lazarus after this, baby. I know. Okay. So Floyd probably never thought he was going to die on a historic skydive. He participated in the first baton pass made by Canadians in 1959. Badass. Fucking respect. Fucking respect. Yeah, it's double respect. So, The first baton pass had been made by Americans in, in Canada the previous year. 
Floyd's jump, however, was not without an incident as, after passing the baton successfully to Daryl Henry, he free fell into Daryl's parachute on opening, <laughs> knocking himself unconscious. Luckily, both ripcords dislodged during the collision, and he descended unconsciously under his main reserve. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, bro. That's spice. Is that the end of the story? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> That's the story? Yeah, I picked a short one, dude. I wanted to Let far. me see it. I don't like reading, bro. What's up? <laughs> I don't know where to start on this one. We got to cover this. Listen. <laughs> Yo, Listen, here's the deal. Back in the day, nobody believed that you could fly your body. Everybody thought you were falling because that's all the military did. They fall under parachutes, right? There's no free fall. Mm. So to prove that you got to your friend, you had to pass the baton. That's where the fucking, um, what's the gorilla jump, the banana jump, what's it called? Horny gorilla. Horny gorilla came from. You passed the banana to prove that you fucking did it. Everybody takes a bite. That proves they were there. The baton, that was the beginning of the baton pass. Nobody would believe that you, the what? Passing the Barbie. What's the Barbie? You don't know about sis, bro? No. They pass Barbies. And sis? Yeah, the Pink Mafia. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the baton. Yeah, that's dope. (laughs) Yeah, same. So, um, (laughs) I've done some paintings for sis. They're the cancer, right? No, 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 that's Jump of the Road. Dude, are you high? Sis, what's sis? Dude, don't don't you tell him. Skydivers are Don't you fucking... Yeah, you better keep laughing. Skydivers... What's a sis? Our for... Okay. Keep saying it on the camera one more time. What's a sis? It's fucking sisters, dude, in skydiving. It's about chicks. Female uh, skydivers. Okay, that's dope, sisters. Y'all pass it <laughs> That's cool. I've never met a sis, I don't think. I've just done Jump of the Rose. That's cancer. Bro, they have boogies cancer. where they, like, are all about female I'm, empowerment in the sport. Been. It's we beautiful. I actually fully support that because I think that we should have... A cool way for these girls to network and a cool way for listen, them to build a community up. Listen to your boy, Granddaddy Waz. Stop fucking trying to fuck every girl you see that skydives and we'll have more skydive chicks. You guys are making it uncomfortable for every girl that walks in the drop zone if she's halfway decent looking. You're trying to take her from her husband, dude. Y'all need to chill the fuck out and that's why there's not many girls well, that it's skydive. Well, m- it's more about just not being skydiving chicks. You just gotta don't shit where you eat. Leave them alone. <laughs> Let them skydive. Is their fucking right, man? All right. Anyway, passing the baton. Wow, what a what a tangent. So passing baton. So this dude passed the baton to his buddy. It sounds like to me they were low as fuck. Homeboy dumped in his face, got kicked, and both of his handles came out. So he had a main and a reserve when he hit the ground. They collided with his opening main, is what I read. I mean, you know, I just read that. So, so Daryl Henry, he fell into Daryl's parachute on opening, knocking himself unconscious. Luckily, both rip cords, not pilot chutes, became dislodged during the collision. That is fucked up. Yeah. How hard do you have to hit something for your rip cords to come dislodged? Bro, there's a fucking track that came out of Europe a couple years back of a camera flyer slapping a tandem wing and the student's nose being broken right after. Like. Mm. Yeah, he ripped holes in their top skin. I'm surprised he even lived. So, yeah, I mean, even any type of collision that isn't the way we're doing it with canopies is <laughs> pretty fucking stupid. Bro. Not with the Suki. Not, <laughs> not without this, baby. <laughs> Yo, Wazzy Circus Radio. Keep your head on the swivel. Hook that shit. And now you need to do some vertical. Don't do that. I Read the manual.
<laughs> yeah. Hey, actually, we, we we suffered for this. And the main thing, if this is the last word I get to say, is like if you're going to attempt any of this, just make sure you're moving the ball forward. Don't learn the same lessons we learned. Go knock your partners out and feel like shit for the rest of your no life. Shit. Like no shit. Let's cover this because you didn't say it. One time you were spinning so hard, Zach passed out. You cut I him away. I passed him out, yeah. And you cut him away. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the free fall, passed out because yeah. y'all were spinning, so and, you had no choice. And because he has 14,000 jumps, he unconsciously went stable while he was, you know. I'm calling bullshit. Nah, bro. I, I, no, he did. <laughs> but you can't, like, bet on him having so many jumps that he goes stable well, when he's unconscious. Well, that's what I saw. <laughs> While he was g- gassed out, bro, his body just kind of arched, and I was like, "This boy." When he hey, came, go back, go back, when he... go back to that bullshit photo. <laughs> when, when, look at that shit. When he finally opened up, I kept screaming at him to open. Right when he did, I was like, "90 right, buddy." Like talking to him like I was fucking. Oh, because you had comms. Yeah, we had comms. So it's I'm not like, you just screaming at him. No, I was literally telling him, "Hey, open your parachute." So he was delirious, right? Coming back, and then I was like, as soon as he opened up, I'm like, 90 right. You could tell he was passed out. Yeah. Because he was flopping. Bro, I mean, he looked like shit coming off me. Oh, Just my looked like God. A... Silk dog. Zach. Zach, you're cooler than Silk. He, dude, without his sacrifice, Zach. we wouldn't have had the pioneering. Because the thing is, is I that, that I can't clone myself. I can't fucking make people do what I want to do. And that was the only crazy motherfucker down. The more we went farther down the rabbit hole, the more he realized... Somebody's going to kill themselves doing this, and if I don't do it, and me too, then somebody's going to get hurt. So we just felt responsible for our inventions. God bless you for being responsible. Wazzy Circus Radio, keep your head on a swivel, hook that shit. Patreon, it's valuable. It's not just for me. Eh, it's kind of for me, but it's for you guys too, man. Like, it's all this shit, man. We're trying to get jerseys and go bigger. I mean, why Cozumel? Let's do the blue hole. Let's go to fucking Egypt and Morocco. It yeah. takes... It takes... I, I want to go to job. Tahiti. I want to rip some I'm fucking down. dubs I want to go to Cambodia Tahiti. and fucking Thailand. I think we want to go to Thailand. We got jobs, man. So you guys supporting us helps us out. I don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> stay safe. Stay away from MVPs. <laughs> Never give up on the gates. <laughs> I never give up on the gates. The Church of the Rears isn't real, man. Flair. Reserves I love aren't you real. guys. I love you guys. Wazzy Circus Radio, hit me up. Boom. Silky! Yeah, it was really good, man. Was that fun? I had fun, dude. I'll come drink with you anytime. Let's go get some tacos. <laughs> okay. Tacos, tacos, tacos. Kate, fat bitch. Yeah!